this is the this is the pitcast. It is uh, November first, and uh, this is Moss here, and uh, no Carter tonight. So, but I do have two special guests. It's Mister Punts dialing in via rotary phone from the swamp. Hola. And we have with us, uh, fresh off of his fall brawl two victory, Mr. Danny Friedman from the Lone Star State. Howdy. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, this is going to be a pretty freewheeling episode. Uh, I imagine we'll probably talk a little fall brawl and a little 95, uh, maybe a little singleton. Uh, I know that's Punt's favorite format, and uh, we'll kind of see oh, where God. We'll, we'll see where this takes us. But, yeah, uh, do you hate Singleton great. too? Um, oh my god, it's the fucking worst. <laughs> yeah, man, it, it's the worst. Maybe well, we should just talk so for an hour I, about how bad Singleton know. is. Yeah, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's the format or the fact that I played like the most miserable deck of all time. So I, I don't actually know which one it is. Um, we were on the same miserable deck. Y- the yeah. only redeeming time of of Singleton was was getting to beat Moss. That was it. Yeah, that was poor a pretty Moss. poor. Hey, I actually at least I won one of those games of the three. <laughs> That's um, true. That's so, true. Yeah, why don't we just dive in and cover a little singleton first? But but I'll <laughs> okay. I'll I'll set the I'll set the table. So uh, we just finished this past week. We finished our fall brawl event. Normally, that's uh, just a pure ninety-five constructed event. We've done this is the third iteration of it. But for this year, being in the uh, coronaverse and doing a, a, a virtual version of it, uh, we decided to go with two batches, four matches each, and we did 95 constructed in batch one. And then in batch two, we did the uh, 95 singleton. So uh, we used the Beast of the Bay rules for singleton, uh, old school singleton, and then we added, uh, you know, Ice Age and Homelands, but we banned, uh, what, what did we ban? We banned one card. What was it? Mana Crypt. Oh, Mana yeah, yeah. Crypt, yeah, yeah. yeah Crypt, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically on the same idea that it's it's like Soul Ring is banned from uh, old school, so we just took it a step further and banned Crypt. So anyways, uh, yeah, it was eight eight matches, two batches, and then we had a final four after that. And our final four finalists were, um, our final four were uh, Danny and Carter and Lorian and Andy. And then it was Carter and Danny in the finals. And maybe I'll, I'll let that, uh, oh no, I already announced Danny as the champion. So yeah, Danny took down Carter. In, in yeah, I noticed, I noticed Carter took this episode off. Uh, yeah. I'm going to face down Danny here. The games are yeah. too demoralizing. Oh man. So I don't, yeah, he, <laughs> he was pretty sour about that bad, about that game one beat. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll, oh, you mean maybe, where he had two permanents. <laughs> yeah. Where he, he had like 1.5 turns. Did he get a second turn or did you just go off? Yeah. I passed the turn to him. I think he played like a land tax or something like that. Passed back to me and then I killed him. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Okay, here we're already, we're jumping around because now we're talking ninety five, okay, yeah. right? Because the top, yeah, the yeah, top four was ninety five, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. okay, good. That's a good point to bring up. So yes, the top four was not in Singleton. Yeah. Um So let's go back to talking about Singleton. Okay. Thank yeah. you, Mister Punts. Yeah, <laughs> he's keeping us from punting. <laughs> somebody, somebody keep this. <laughs> so hold on, one further deviation before we get to Singleton. Where did Mister Punts yeah. come from? Well, first of all, for you schleps, it's Doctor Punts. 
Oh, and, uh, <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> oh, you're right. We can't. Uh, he yeah. became Doctor yeah. Punts. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Right. So yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it's it's official. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how that uh, originally came about. I just think I think it was the uh, proclivity for just uh, uh, completely punting games away, which I actually did a pretty pretty good job at in the '95 portion of this event. Demonic consultation is a hell of a card. Yeah. Should it be banned or should it be restricted Correct. though? Uh, you know, the whole restricted thing I, with these formats, we, we barely ever play. I, I kind of like just let it, let it roll, uh, and, and leave it, leaving stuff unrestricted. I mean, that Lich, that Lich deck again, we're jumping around in 95, that Lich deck versus reanimator. I mean, doesn't, doesn't the Lich deck just destroy the reanimator deck? Yeah. So this is a funny thing to talk about. Yeah. We are jumping around, but. I played this really broken deck and then afterwards people were like, okay, you have to restrict something here. At least that was the talk, you know, <laughs> implying, okay, th- there's something wrong here. We got to restrict something. But the yeah. thing is like, the yeah, thing at, least Carter, was most, at least Carter's calling to restrict stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. But, but the thing that, to consider was I didn't end up facing reanimator ever. Yeah. And there was a lot of hate that I was really scared of that. I built the whole sideboard around and nobody had it against me. And people even had it in their sideboards and failed to board it in against me including both of my matches in the finals and semifinals. Carter, I think, misboarded, and uh, I think Andy misboarded too, unless he, unless he um, indirectly misled me. But he, he acted like, oh, I don't have a lot to bring in. And I looked at his board and I'm like, uh, I see a bunch of good cards. So we can get to that later. Let's talk more about Singleton. We're not good at this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because nobody, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's kind of, yeah, it's the redheaded stepchild format, but. Uh, so yeah, yeah no, the, it's, it's the singleton so much so we don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, like we did one other singleton event uh, last summer, and it was fine. But we it was like one game. We only played one game matches, so it was just kind of we were in and out of there in like three hours, and we played a five round event. You know, um, this yeah, time yeah. moving to the best two of three, but with no sideboard, it just felt um, I don't know. It felt very derpy to me. And like, for example, it was some of the longest, grindiest magic I've played in a long time. Yeah. And then you had no outs. So if you had a bad match in like yeah. game one, you're just screwed for the rest of the match. Like, and, and that's what happened yeah. in our match there, Mr. Pun- Dr. Punts, uh, because, <laughs> uh, you know, like you were on creatureless and I was playing this mono white banding deck. That's like all combat forward. I want to use weird tricks to get edge in combat. Right. But then you just you know, keep blowing up all of my little one, one dudes, or you let some little one, one yeah. chew on you for six turns, and, which and, is and the, the classic, the classic singleton problem of there's only so much like enchantment hate you can board in right. and artifact hate and or not board in that you can just have. Right. So, so it's easy to get overloaded when you're facing the abyss moat mirror universe. Uh, it's just really tome. Uh, it's really hard to battle through all that stuff. Um, with, with limited answers and no sideboards. Yeah. And I, I made a couple mistakes in retrospect, like trying to strip you off a of blue when I'm trying to play tempo, but then you stabilize and turns out you play maze of it and further stabilize. And, you know, then I'm just screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Danny and I played very similar decks. These like, uh, super controlling. I was playing four colors. Danny, were you playing four colors too? No, I was playing three. Three okay, um, you had green. Just really, 
Yeah. No, you no, wait. What did I have in that red? Yeah, I had red in there for all the for the X spells. Oh, you know what? I was playing for. You're right. I was playing for as well. I think we had the exact same deck. Sorry, I, I keep on forgetting blue is a color because you know if you're not playing it, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Then what, what are you doing? That's a question for Moss. Well, it's just like it's just like so. So there's a complete dearth of options against uh, enchantments. I had I had pr- I felt yeah. pretty well positioned against artifacts. There's only like three cards that'll hit enchantments, but then there's a trillion cards that blow up creatures, right? And you you guys had yep. just all the best stuff. Yeah, there's so many good ones. As a matter of fact, that you can't even fit them all. Yeah. Actually, that's one of the things I don't really like about Singleton. It's like on the outside, Singleton feels like this format where you can play cool janky stuff, but it, in reality, in a sixty card deck where you can't play the power and it, all of a sudden, like you will run out of slots for good cards that you want to play. Like there was a pile of cards I wanted to play that I didn't play. So, so you, what and, was, and they were not like terrible. Yeah, why, why don't you guys give me a quick breakdown of what you had in your singleton stews? Um, let's see. I don't have a picture of Moss's or sorry of uh, Doctor Punt's deck in front of me, but I think did you have Dust to Dust in yours? No, so I, I did not put a lot of thought in this list, so I have some major missing pieces. Dust to Dust and Divine Offering are both missing in mine. Wow. Okay, so this is a great example, though, because you probably, I bet if we look at your list, there aren't that many cards that you're like, these are awful, we can cut these, yet you miss these yeah. just pillars of the format, and that's exactly what I'm getting at. Like, with a 60-card Singleton deck, you can still make a load of good cards, and you still don't have enough room for everything you want to play, whereas, like, and I guess what I'm getting at here is I think that's the problem with it. You still play against these like tier one kind of stews in singleton. Yeah. You're able to just stall out and stabilize and then hit a big fireball or, or in this case, or in Punt's case, just a big mirror universe swing. Like I was able to get him down, I think. And so I, I took game one off him. And then I, I think in game two, I got him down super low, but he was just able to. Yeah switch life totals and that's that there you go yeah with this the, yeah with the singleton deck i, I went three one with the, just this control singleton deck four colors you know name your best cards out of those four colors and good artifacts and they're in there a yeah. couple of mistake cards like book book of brass was fucking terrible my, my <laughs> so my cards i ordered didn't, didn't arrive and so i, I ended up playing book of brass and every that. time it was terrible oh it was awful it was the worst but it was a book so I was like, it looks like a book. I'll play it. And it was, it was awful. There's a uh, little, not recommended, but <laughs> it's yeah. Tier, tiers, tier four, but there's a little mini city yeah. there where if, if you have a zillion mana, you can draw off the book, draw your life total down and then mirror universe. It, yeah. It happened one time. It happened yeah. one time where I, I could do that. And the, I mean, the other card that 95 gets you here in terms of the life total, obviously. And I think the, most talked about card across both batches is Zurin Orb. Mm-hmm. So the ability to trade your land drops uh, into life and then into the cards with Book of Rass was the one time that that played out. That's but cool. uh, Zurin Orb, I feel like, what was really a centerpiece of both halves of the event. Yeah. Yeah, that card's really, really good. So yeah, I'm looking at my list right now, like, I guess there's some cards in here that you could call like not tier one enough to play. Like I played a Tormod's Crypt and I played a Felden's Cane in there. Um, and it's because I thought Time Twister was too much of a liability to play in my deck. So I thought that Felden's Cane was a solution to that. And with so few win cons, 
um, I was really scared of getting capped. And so it struck me that between Crypt and Felden's Cane, if I get capped for all the other cards that can actually kill my opponent, I can still win out like that by stalling because there's no time limits. Right. Um, but like, that's like the worst thing that's in my deck. Like literally everything. Oh, I guess I had a um, Aladdin's Ring in there as well, which is was absolutely terrible. And every time I drew it, I was super unhappy. But again, if I got if I got Jester's capped, I didn't lose because I would still at that point have at least two or three win conditions left in this massive deck. So I don't know. Yeah. Danny, you played truly no creatures, right? Correct. Not a single one. Yeah. Yeah. See, I see, I, I wussed out and played two creatures and I'm really glad I did. I played an angel and a, and a mom Modi, and, uh, th- those are able to close out some of these games that are just grinding on forever and, and could, could move the match forward. Um, but, uh, I, both those creatures are great. Although I think Modi should maybe be a um, uh, Tetravis because with the Abyss and Moat, it can still hit over the top. Yep. Um, yes. Versus, you know, a lot of times I would have Abyss in play and have a Modi in hand, and um, you can always boomerang it or do, you know, you can do tricks to make it all work. But uh, I think Tetravis would have been the, the better choice there. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think the problem with having creatures in your main deck, though, is if you don't play any, your opponent's just stuck with all these terrible anti-creature cards. And then like in my deck, they waste them on like hive tokens. You know how amazing it is when your opponent swords a hive token? Because it happened. Oh, the hive. The hive is a great choice. I definitely wish I played that. You need cards that scale. I think that's that's the thing. You need cards that scale and you need cards like basically by playing no creatures, I made all the creature hit useless. I played a factory. I would only attack if my opponent had no red and no white up. Because I don't yeah. care about the damage because I also play a mirror universe. It's more likely I'll break the mirror universe and I'll be unhappy that I made any attacks early on if, if my only beater is a 2-2 that attacks once every like five turns, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. basically what happened to me in my matches against Punts and Shane where I just had like 54, 53 cards. And there was a particular time twister that Punts did to me where like three of my cards, like two of them were Maze of Ith and uh, Ice Flow which is like the Ice Age version of Maze of It. Totally dead. And I yeah. drew like some other creature hate card. And I'm just like, I'm dead right now because I, I, I had a four and like a couple lands. I mean, it was just a brutal twister. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Hey. Like I, yeah, okay. sorry, go on. Oh, well, I was, I, think, I, I felt pretty good in testing my deck too, because like I did a little bit of testing and it was winning really well, but I was playing against guys with creatures <laughs> Right. And so the banding was doing the thing. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling pretty good about this. You know, I'm maybe a three, one, you know, I never expect to go undefeated because that's presumptuous, but I'm like, yeah, I think I could probably three, one with this thing. And then, yeah, it was inverse inverse of that one and three. Well, you just hit all the wrong guys, right? Like my first two rounds were against Carter and Lorian playing. I think most, I'd say probably the best deck and the most obviously good deck, which is just red, green with some other splash and white is clearly the right splash to play because you've got the artifact removal. Yeah. You've got swords. So like, like Carter played, what is it? A one, one mountain Yeti. And that thing clearly did work against me. It attacked three times like that mountain goat. There you go. Thank you. Yeti is the actual good card. Yeah. Mountain goat dealt me like, you know, it was more than a lightning bolt by the end of the game. Yeah. Seems good to me. Yeah. Yeah, though I think the the card in that in that color combination, I played against Andy and uh, was uh, Stormbind. Yeah. The, uh, oh my god, that's the name of it, right? It's the it's the red green card where you can yep. discard lands to deal damage. Discard. He any resolved card. that late late discard any card. He resolved that late in game three. 
that's just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, I just lose right here, right? And he's like, yeah, yes. yeah, yep. If you can't stop it right now, the F zero, it was just game over. I was like, man, that card is amazing. Yeah, it's so good. Good. I, that was uh, absolutely. I, I didn't see that one. Yeah, that's what, a scary one um, to face. So what Ice yeah. Age cards, I mean, the, the goal, and I don't, I don't know if we were successful in it, but the goal with 95 Singleton was, hey, guys, let's dig a little bit deeper into the card pool. And I don't know, you know, so, some people went really deep, maybe too deep. <laughs> but uh, what Ice Age <laughs> cards did you guys use in 95? Well, or excuse well, I, me, in Singleton, so, I mean. In, in Singleton, the one I was most excited about didn't arrive in time. I wanted to play with Elkin Bottle. Mm-hmm. Which allows you to that? take the top card of your deck. Yeah, it allows you to take the top card of your deck and set it aside. It's an it's an artifact, and then you pay I don't know two or three, set aside the top card until your your next upkeep, and you can play it. Mm-hmm. So it lets you basically draw a card and, and play it at instant speed. I think at instant speed. Um, so I wanted to play that. That's what Book of Rass was supposed to be. Um, so I was excited about that. Didn't get to test it out. I had Portent in there. Uh, demonic consultation in a singleton deck because why not? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but honestly, I, you know, I don't see a lot of big Zern orb. Um, the, I think the biggest thing in a controlled control deck singleton like this are the dual land are the additional dual lands. Yeah. So you can be a little greedier. Well, Slack, I think you missed a couple because I looked at your list and I was just thinking like, wow, he just didn't know all the ice age cards because I think I played two cards that you really should have played. So it's two for one effects in this format are the best, right? It's why we were talking about dust being so broken. Well, that's why we like control magic. That's why we like steel artifacts. So the card binding grasp is just control magic that doesn't oh, what cost is double that? blue. It, it, what does that, what does that do? So binding grasp is literally just control magic, but instead of being two colorless, two blue, it's, three colors and a blue and it's got a it's got an upkeep not cumulative where you just pay a blue and a colorless to keep it in play it's just control magic you should have played that oh, oh yes, that, that card was really solid i used that to take like a dragon whelp from carter and carter killed his own creature as a result of that um sadly did not win yeah. the game but it was really solid um and then the other one is really funny uh deflection deflection yeah, i think it's like it's an instant three colors and a blue and it uh, it's misdirection, except you know you got to pay a, a mana cost for it. Oh yeah, I didn't even I didn't know this one existed either. That's awesome. Yeah, right. Well, they're both two for one cards. They're just totally broken because like yeah, th- that that's what you need. So like I had, I, I basically had your list, except I think I had a few other cards that were pretty good. Like yeah, I had Port and Brainstorm yeah. as well, which were only really that good when I had like. Well, brainstorm with the shuffle effect. I did have a land tax one game where brainstorm was just absolutely busted, but um, oh yeah, it was only okay. Uh, oh yeah, the other card that was really good is Hydro Blast, which you weren't playing. I think I debated playing the Blue Elemental Blast in the main as well because we all know that the, the X damage cards are the best cards in this format, and the red cards in general are really good. Like you know, don't yeah. tell me if you saw like a Curdape on turn two, you'd be like, oh, I I don't want to have a Blue Blast in my hand. So like yeah, uh, oh yeah, you just smash <laughs> it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So I played a Hydroblast because my thought was if somebody plays a Black Vice, I can at least Hydroblast it, which you can't do with Blue Elemental Blast. So that's why I went with that over Blue Blast. But I probably should have played the Blue Blast as well. It, who knows? I might have won my horrible matchups against uh, Carter and Lorian on their red-green stews if I had that other Blast. But yeah, that, those yeah. were like the exciting Ice Age cards I played. 
other than that, it's exactly the stuff that you had, you know, like you, waste. The one on Brown River. The one deck that I that I saw that I played against that I really liked was uh, was Ian's deck. He was just he was playing mono black. Yep. Um, and it was really it was a really cool deck. Uh, Greed was just a powerhouse. Um, that card. So he, he had a really cool deck. Yeah. Yeah, Pox. Yeah, Pox. Uh, you know, of course, him. Um, just, just all kinds. The, the, like the hits just keep just just kept coming from him. It was uh, it was cool to see. Yeah, that sounds like an awesome deck. Oh, yeah. a rare, a rare bright moment in uh, otherwise singleton world. So, so, uh, so sing- Bill so, Shriver's deck. We should talk okay. about Bill Shriver's deck. His singleton deck. You guys, yes. Did you guys hear what combo he had in it? I got to find the card names because I'm not going to know it. But basically, oh, man, it's a combo he got out against Bob. <laughs> um, he did not get it out against me and he showed it to me. But um, oh, what is it? It's a white card. This is really bad because it's just going to take a while. Okay, you guys keep talking. I'm going to look for this and then interrupt you after I find it. <laughs> so, Punts, Mr. Dr. Punts, yeah. Dr. Mr. Punts. <laughs> What, uh, yeah. so what are your thoughts here on the, on what's the takeaway on the singleton, you know, should we do it again? Should we just sweep it into the dustbin of history or what? Yeah, it, it's not, it's not my favorite, but you know, uh, I'm sure there are those who love it. So, um, I, I'm, I'm down with experimenting with these weird formats from time to time. Cause I actually, I had a good time going out and pulling out cars I hadn't played with a long time and, you know, trying to look through the ice age list and find cars. It was neat to just play something totally different. I think I enjoyed, we played a couple of scrying events, uh, you know, jumping in 95 every now and then. So I, I enjoy these kind of random formats, but singleton itself it is not my jams. Uh, mm-hmm. I won't miss it if we don't come back. Okay. I've got the card for you. Okay. Here we go. Okay. The card's called drought. It's from ice age. <laughs> okay. Um, Oh, now we know where it's going. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really funny combo. It's two white, white enchantment. Um, during your upkeep, play white, white or destroy drought. Um, before. Oh God. I'm like looking at a really crappy low res picture, but maybe I can just get the actual text. Okay. Um, spells cost an additional sacrifice a swamp to cast for each black mana symbol in their cost activated abilities cost an additional sacrifice to swamp to activate for each black man and their activation cost. So you can change black to whatever color your opponent's not playing. And if they don't have a, you know, or whatever color they're playing. And if they don't have swamps, it's just like game over. Every spell is just countered. Yeah. So he w- would use what magical hack with that or sleight of mind. Uh, he used sleight of mind and change color black, to something else. So like against Bob, Bob was playing blue white yeah. and uh, he changed it to, you know, some you know he changed it to like white for example and bob didn't have any black spells to to uh any swamps any swamps to to give away so oh, that's awesome every, that's yeah. awesome yeah so regardless of the named color you still have to sacrifice a swamp to cast a spell correct now if you did have magical hack you could do the same thing on the other end you could magical hack it from swamp to like you know island to a person who's not playing blue yeah. and all of a sudden you know whatever yeah. you know you're stuck on the color. If you had both it. of them, it's extra funny. So, so Bill went extra deep and dug up a, a rotten, rotten combo to box his opponents yeah, that's out. Great. It is yeah. a very rotten combo, but come on. Like the fact that he actually <laughs> made that happen. Yeah. Well, yeah, the fact that great. it happened to Bob just makes it even better. 
<laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I totally interrupted both of you, but I figured you'd want no, to hear about good. that because that combo is amazing. Yeah. That's tasty. You know, I think there's probably enough of the 95 follies. We should probably get into the more interesting <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and, and, and hear from the Lich Lord himself. Um, so Danny, why don't you give us a yeah. breakdown of what, you know, cause you ended up going six zero on the 95 constructed. So give us your deck breakdown, you know, what made you choose Lich, how you decided to go about putting it, putting it together and everything else. Sure. So, um, so this, there's this funny thing. So like I, if any of you guys have seen the Land Lotus Jusum videos from like 2014, maybe have, have, have yeah. either of you guys seen those? Oh, they're I have very funny. Oh, these these are the infancy of in the infancy of old school. Uh, there was a group of guys in New York who were playing 95 before anyone else was really playing 95 because you know certain people around the world had seen you know Magnus's blog, but. And most people are playing 93, 94, but this is a group of people who decided they wanted to play like 95. So it was, it was 93, 94 with, through Ice Age with some Ice Age cards. And, you know, it's pretty cool. But like, anyways, they were doing this and um, they had these really funny videos. They're probably on YouTube. Uh, their group is called Land Lotus Juzum. And they had these funny videos from what they called the Tournament of Professionals. And this guy, Evan, made made these videos and they're very funny. He, you know, it's like old school announcer and, ridiculous 90s look and all that and you know just covering this magic tournament like it's a sporting event it's totally awesome you should check it out mm. uh, really well done looks very 90s the whole way through but anyways they they ran a tournament in 2015 on april 4th of 95 and they had this really really weird bnr um so they had a, a standard 95 restricted list which included um I think Zuran Orb was on that as far as restricted 95 cards go, and that might have been it. And then they had what was called the limited list. And the limited list included cards you could only have two copies of because they were trying this, this idea out like, well, four might be too good. One is too few. Let's try some different number because, you know, hey, this is old school. Do whatever you want. So like Strip Mine was on that. Him was on that. Fast Bond was on that. <laughs> Necro was on that. Um I think like fork was on there. Like there were a bunch of cards that were on this like limited list idea. So anyways, you get the sense here, just kind of yeah, this yeah. weird, weird 95 format. So yeah. I was living in Chicago at the time and I have this friend, JR, who I used to play vintage with a lot. He lived in Chicago at one point. He's, he's been all over, but at that point he was living in Philadelphia. And I was like, Hey, would you have any interest in playing an old school 95 event? And he'd never really played old school and I was like, you know, hey, would you have any interest playing old school 95 event and going up, you know, from Philly to New York on a Saturday? And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. So I flew into Philly and hung out at his place. And then he drove us up to New York the next day for this event because he had a friend who who is like friends with the Land Lotus Juzum guys. And, you know, so he was like, OK, this will be cool. Just hang out, play some 95, whatever. Um, this other guy, Jimmy, which you both, I think, have probably met Jimmy. Jimmy's like really good friends with JR and he heard about this and was like, Oh, I'll come too. He had also no interest in old school, but both of those are like, you know, those dudes are really, uh, real hecklers. And they really wanted to see how could they break this format and ruin everyone's day. So brew in the night before and stumble upon this hilarious combo, which is, uh, uh, fast bond, which you all know how that works. You know, one green enchantment play a land, every land you play after that, or, every land you play after that, which can play more lands during your 
your turn, then one, you take one damage for playing them, yada, yada, yada. And then this card, a land from Ice Age called Glacial Chasm. Mm-hmm. And Glacial Chasm has a cumulative upkeep of two life. And it says, uh, whenever you would uh, take damage, prevent that damage. I think it's something like that. But basically, if you dealt damage, you don't take it. What's very important to note here is Fast Bond deals you damage. If Fast Bond were a modern card, it would clearly say, like, pay life. Mm-hmm. But hey, this is alpha, so you you know fast bond deals you damage. So fast bond and glacial chasm works. If glacial chasm's in play, you don't take damage. Oh yeah, it has another um, part of the cost. When you play glacial chasm, you have to sacrifice a land. Um, not super important, but just something to keep in mind. Okay, so here's your so those two cards combo out. You can play as many lands as you want in a given turn. Um, the next card, Zuran Orb. You know how that works. And sacrifice lands to gain life. So now, because you don't take damage to play lands if Fast Bond and Glacial Chasm are in play, you don't take damage to play extra lands. Now you can also, on top of that, gain life. So extra lands just are two free life if you want to sacrifice them. And then the card to cap it all off is Lich. So <laughs> um, Lich, the enchantment from Alpha, costs four black to play. Um, when you play it, you go to zero life. If Lich leaves play, you lose the game. Anytime you would gain life, draw cards instead. Anytime you take damage, sacrifice permanent. Well, this is kind of funny now. So with Glacial Chasm in play, no one can deal you damage. So lightning bolting you with a Lich out and this combo doesn't matter. And on top of that, any lands you sacrifice to uh, Zuran Orb draw you two cards. And you can play as many lands as you want. So if you've got every land just cycles you through your deck and adds mana to your deck. So it's this crazy four card combo. And then- Totally insane. It's totally insane. So if any of you have played Vintage during the, the old Gush Bond days, the combo was you'd have That's Gush. That's what it felt it, like. It, it's the same as, it's very similar to Gush Bond. Yeah. So it would use Fast Bond and the card Gush. And the card Gush is an instant for four colorless and blue, has an alternative casting cost, return two islands to your hand, and it says draw two cards. So what you do is you'd have two islands in play, tap them, float two blue mana, play Gush, draw two cards. You'd have Fast Bond out, play your two lands again, take some damage. So basically, Gush would net you two cards and two mana at the loss of life. Well, this isn't two mana. It's one mana because you're only playing one land, but you are getting two cards just like Gush. And the upside here is you're never paying life. You're never losing life here because of this crazy combo. So if you get these four cards in play, you can cycle through your whole deck. You have to worry about somebody disenchanting your lich um and so this deck as the uh as the only interactive cards this deck plays it plays two avoid fates to protect your lich it plays a um a mana short to tap your opponent out of lands and it plays a hercules recall hercules recall will get your opponent off of mana from artifacts but it also will return a chaos orb to somebody's hand which you cannot protect against with avoid fate very important here um i definitely won a game in the swiss by demonic tutoring for a mana short because I want the, the point of this deck basically is to cycle through your whole deck and play time twister, do this over and over again. And eventually you'll get a lot of mana and you'll play one of your two mirror universes. And because you're going through your whole deck over and over again, all you have to do is play time walk past the turn and they lose because you're at zero life. When you break mirror universe, you never, and you will get your time. walk. You'll get every card in your deck because it doesn't matter. You will go through it over and over and over again. Um, so that's that's kind of how this whole thing works. So mana shorting them before you time twister is totally reasonable. And then the other thing is, it doesn't matter if you have no mana available when you time twister, because any lands you draw, you can play all of them, and they will draw you more cards after you sack them. So 
getting a hand of seven lands, for example, after a time twister is probably more broken than a hand of ancestral recalls. It is more broken than a hand of ancestral recalls. So like, it's a really yeah. crazy thing. Because, so then you you wonder, to, okay, yeah. because you get to play the land, float the mana, draw the cards. Yeah, it, it's totally broken. So despite the fact that this is a four card combo, it's so broken that it's playable. And then the other funny thing is like, say, okay, cool. How'd you get a four card combo out? Like Lich costs four black and you know, you need green and, and you need this weird fancy land and you can't run too many of these glacial chasms because they're bad draws other than, you know, when you're going off. Well, this is 95 and you guys don't restrict necropotence. So you can use necropotence just draw into this. And the thing is, you don't care about going really low in life because you're aiming for zero anyways because yeah. of Lich. Yeah. So you feel like you've wasted you've wasted life if you have any left by the time you play Lich. And then you can use fast bond to draw or not fast bond you can use uh Zuron orb to draw extra cards if you don't hit what you need because you can always yeah. gain more life and you're always immune to like direct damage because of that yeah. so like and another interesting thing to consider there are lich decks in 93 94 but Zuron orb is so different because imagine they're all dark heart of the woods if you yeah. draw seven cards off necropotence and you draw three dark cards of the woods you're not going to play them because they cost mana to play and you're going right. to end up getting stuck with them in hand. If you draw three Zoran orbs on the other hand, go play all of them and then refill your whole hand and not have to remove any cards from the game. So like, it's kind of this perfect storm of, of insane combo cards that amount to all you need to do is have a necropotence in your opening hand and the game will probably go like three or four turns because it just happens. You'll, you'll draw like 14 cards off the necro and or more. It doesn't matter time walk is really broken um and i think what pushes this deck over compared to all the other necro decks part of this is none of the other necro decks are running fast bond and fast bond with necro is insane because you can empty your whole hand and just refill yeah. the whole thing all the other prior necro decks were like we're never doing that they were having to like you know judiciously draw cards and, right. and set them aside this one is just like it's always draw five six seven cards eight cards sometimes um, you can easily mull really low because you're playing Dark Ritual. You're really only looking for Land Ritual Necro, and it just doesn't matter. Even if they disenchant, yeah, the, the London, the London, the London Mulligan with this deck is pretty insane. Yeah, this deck doesn't play like an old school deck. It really plays like a modern vintage deck. But the difference is nobody's yeah. playing Force of Will. No one's playing Mindbreak Trap. No one's playing Mental Misstep. No one's playing right. Misdirection. It's just like it's totally unfair. And that's what it felt like playing yep. this. Like I got some really crazy opening hands, but it, it most of my games just felt like my opponents just they couldn't do anything. Did you lose a you single know, shout game? Out, shout. Go ahead, go ahead, Mister Punts. I just want to say a shout out to uh, Butson who landed on a very similar Lich deck, yeah, uh, and was, was was also crushing people. Uh, yeah. That's where I ran into this deck, and I I, I went turn one uh, Taiga. Uh, orcish lumberjack and then died <laughs> and then died <laughs> and then just died. I, yeah butson's amazing i don't know how i figured this out because like i knew that this existed already because this is you know i don't i wouldn't say okay first of all i'm not going to take credit for this i think the jr figured this combo out this wasn't me um i didn't even bring it to that tournament i brought something like way safer i think like some sort of blue red nonsense um but uh I don't, I was talking with Bill about this. He was saying that he, you know, he remembers people net decking back in the nineties and, you know, being on like you know, news groups. Listservs, listservs. Yeah, you got it. 
the combos are all out there, but nobody talked about this combo. Like I, and I've never heard of this combo being played before. And like, why would this combo even, no one, it's just really hard to do. And, and it requires all of this, but like, apparently nobody, nobody really was talking about it. Nobody knew about it. And I'd never seen this before. So like I thought, and I'd always wanted to play in one of these 95 events. Cause I moved out of Chicago before, you know, the fall brawl started happening. The only sure. 95 event yeah. I had been to was that in after like the Madison offensive, yeah, S and which House, I yeah. only, yeah, at Essen House. And I, the first time at Essen House, I think I played, um, I played dreams combo because it was with four, uh, consultation and i, I really want yeah. to try because this is not a consultation deck this deck is filled with one up so this this deck what we're talking about here you do not play demonic consultation on it because you're going to accidentally lose the game to it so yeah. anyways i was just like oh great there's a i've got this opportunity to play this now because i live in dallas and i don't live near any of you guys I'm like okay cool i can actually play this online i'm going to do this amazing and so anyways getting back to butson i was amazed that he came up with this because this isn't out there like he he figured this out on his own well, he yeah. played he played Lich at an event that we did last spring, I think it was, and he did really well with it. So my and it wasn't ninety five though; this was just a ninety three, ninety four. Uh, so my if and I haven't talked to him about this, but my guess would be he just took that concept and said, "Okay, what from Ice Age will help fortify? You know, instead of Dark Heart, I'll use Fastbond, and I'll, you know, Zeranorb's a no brainer." And Necro yes. no brainer. So my guess is he just yeah. that ninety three ninety four list looked at Ice Age and said, okay, what what other pieces do I want to bring in here? Well, the key is recognizing glacial chasm because glacial yeah. chasm is what makes it possible. Like in, even in ninety three ninety four, you could play with all forests. And I, I get you know you need the draw engine of Necro, but like you could still go off without Necro. It's just way way harder, and you just can't draw all the cards ahead of time. But like it just doesn't work without. Um, without glacial chasm glacial chasm yeah. is what allows you to like literally say okay cool you're tapped out i'm going to loop my whole deck as many times as i yeah. want yeah. um interestingly enough i looked at at uh butson's deck and he made one huge error so like when you have necro out um if you have to discard a card it gets removed from the game this means you have to play at least two copies of of all of your most relevant cards otherwise if somebody hymns you there's a high likelihood you lose the game if you have like one of these dead cards in your hand waiting to go off. Yeah, like you like have you a have to discard. You're sitting on a lich or something. Exactly. If you're yeah. sitting on your only lich or your only glacial chasm and somebody hems you, there's a very high likelihood you lose the game as a result of that. And his one of was mirror. If you get hemmed on mirror, there's no other way to kill your opponent. You can get them to one, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You cannot kill your opponent without mirror university in this yeah. deck. So like I think he he missed that, but like so I was getting to like what really freaked me out in this tournament, why I had this terrible sideboard that I did. Um, I was really scared of Jester's Cap. I was really mm-hmm. scared of Tormod's Crypt because if you crit me when I'm going off over and over again with Time Twister, like, or if like one of my only, you know, need a combo piece in the graveyard, like you crypting me is like game over. So like, again, why that Hercules Recall main deck was so important and why I generally didn't board it out because I was scared of Tormod's Crypt. My opponents missed it. Like Andy looked at his sideboard and said something like, I don't have much to bring in against you. And I think he just, he brought in red blast against me. And and the one game I lost actually, he red blasted me on the first turn on the time twister, mm. but I was in disbelief because the deck's not, you know, I don't think I'm a good red blast deck unless you have absolutely nothing to bring in. So I'm guessing he did not bring in his Tormod scripts because I never saw them. And I think that's a huge mistake against me. And Carter said the same thing. He had Tormod script on board and he didn't bother bringing it in. He kept something like Armageddon in, which is just like, it's not good. I'm playing. I'm yeah, playing because you'll just reload the lands. Yeah, I'll just sack just trying all my to play one per turn. 
Yeah, it's it's really bad. So like, so I think my opponents like I got lucky. Nobody was playing. Um, nobody was playing Jester's Cap, and nobody recognized how good Tormod's Crypt was against me because it's a time twister recursion deck. Um, but if the if if the tables have been flipped and I played against a bunch of decks that were playing Tormod's Crypt and Jester's Cap, I think I would have had a really terrible tournament. Which is why I had a sideboard filled with creatures, and I didn't realize I could play proxies at this because otherwise I would never have played cards like Hypnotic Spectre and Serendib in the board. But I only owned one Juzon. So reasonably, if I could have built this board knowing I could play with proxies, I would have probably played uh, four Juzom. I probably would have played some amount of Sanger Vampire. Um, I played two Gloom, and I also played three Paralyzed. I think those are correct, because um, I think if you end up bringing creatures against your opponent who has creatures, you need to be able to Paralyze them so your hits get through. Uh, but I would definitely not have had a board with, you know, what is it, like five... Six, seven, eight. Eight of my ten creatures are from Arabian Nights. So if you board and sit in a bottle against me in this tournament where there were open deck lists, which again I didn't realize that as well, um, like it's game over. So I actually did not transform that much um, in the top four. I didn't transform at all because of that. So I'll I'll, I'll interject here and let Danny catch his breath. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and Mr. Putz, and Mr. Putz, I'll tell you a quick stories. So, uh, this has to do with the sideboarding. Yeah. Um, so in the middle, so as has been kind of the tradition, as you know, in our, in our Q cup tournaments, you know, people will post their decks when they're done with their batches and they're like, yeah, I went three, yeah, I went yeah. three or oh, and four bad beats. Here's my pile or whatever. So everybody yeah. started, everybody started doing this in our, in our, uh, 95 thread. And then Danny's like, Hey, well, what's going on with everybody posting their lists? I'm like, well, it's kind of like a tradition. And then he's like, well, I don't want to post my list. I'm like, I knew right there. I knew right there. He had some kind of transformational sideboard. I'm like, I don't know. What yeah. do you want me to do, man? No, Moss, I was like, man, I was grumpy about it. But like, what can I do? Like, like it's tradition. It's kind of a tradition, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm like, there's no hidden tech in these things. It's the rules, Danny. It's the rules. Yeah. It's the yeah, unwritten man, well, rules. I found out. It's like baseball. Yeah, there's that. the rules, and then there's the unwritten rules. Yeah. Oh, man. Moss, and then I saw your list and how you had a main deck uh, city in a bottle. I'm like, this is terrible. I can never transform against Moss because I'm just going to get like 12 for one. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, so I guess my only like closing thought on the Lich was like, what was really cool watching it in action is how it was a, it's a uniquely 95 deck. It, it would, it yeah. can only exist and it can only be an alpha predator in this hyper niche format. Yes. Yeah. And that was just really cool to yeah, see. It is so cool to see two people discover it and land on it. in this, in one event was really yeah. awesome. Yeah. So Mr. Punz, what did you play for the uh, 95 constructed portion yeah well i brought i brought my my little uh two and a half inch bladed knife to this machine gun fight with a uh uh <laughs> four orcish lumberjack uh ramp deck mm -hmm. so uh played orcish lumberjacks tinder wall timber walls and i was like you make so much mana in yeah. this format and so of course the made the decision to use that to uh, pump out uh, four by Shivan Dragons, uh, some fireballs and a channel. So the whole game plan was just to ramp out 
big threats, a couple Ernie's just ramp out those big threats, uh, as, as quick as possible. So, uh, and then, in, and of course, all the power, draw sevens, mirror universe, uh, all the, you know, all the good stuff in there with it too. And, uh, uh, while it was a absolute blast to play, it, it, it got, uh, I really, the big, two big oversights, uh, one was, uh, not a lot of interaction. So face of the Lich deck, not a whole lot of options, but then also just really in the 95 portion overlooking Zurn orb. And when you're trying to, when you're trying to burn, burn people out and they can just, and, and uh, they can just keep getting life up tax, you know, the, the land tax zero or combo. I played two yeah. out of the four times okay. and uh, it's oh, a, it's man. a, it's a real uphill, real uphill slog, but it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. I, I, I got to channel fireball folks twice, had a couple turn two dragons, uh, lost a demonic consultation multiple times. By um, milling yourself out or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. Once was, uh, so, once, <laughs> so first of all, um, I've got, I've got a, a five-year-old daughter and, We've been playing. We've been playing Magic, uh, which has been just a ton of fun. And so she knows the basics. And she walks in on uh, well in my match with Carter in game two, and I demonic consult for Mirror Universe, which is a one of in my deck. Uh oh. So I play demonic consultation in Mirror Universe, and I start flipping over my deck, and she just goes, "Dad." Why did you do that? And I'm just like, it'll be fine. And the mirror is the last card in the deck. Just like the very, the very last card. And she's just looking at me, shaking her head. Again. So it's just getting hated. Yeah, I just getting hated on by the five year old. And she watched me just totally punt the game away. And um, clearly but, gets uh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was it blast to blast to play. Really, uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun, just like slamming fatties and big burn. Uh, but uh, would would not recommend in its current form. Uh, <laughs> but it was a uh, it was a good time. Well, I that sounds uh, awesome. I stepped away from my usual habit of playing Reanimator, and I did so because yeah. we we met up to do some testing down at Jayco's squat, and uh, I faced up against Shane and Shane was playing main deck crypt main deck sitting in a <laughs> bottle and like one or two moats. And I'm like, all right, this is, this is clearly the, the playbook on how to beat me is out. So I just went and went with the most cynical possible brew and played a uh, Jess guy burn a burn. And I just yeah. added, I just, it was basically like a Jess guy version of my patented uh, Mossatog list only with four incinerates. <laughs> So it's interesting yeah, to hear you okay, talk about it. it's interesting to hear you talk about having problems burning people out because I had no problem, but just the <laughs> clock was so That's accelerated. You were, you were bur- yeah, you were burning you were burning them out with aggressive uh, yeah. good aggressive cards. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Ankh was a nice counterbalance, countermeasure to Zorb. Oh, I mean I yeah. also had I also had disenchant, yeah. so I could just I could snipe that disenchant, but or uh, snipe that Zorb with a disenchant. But um, yep. yeah, Ankh was a nice countermeasure. And Danny, I'm wondering if, like, how would Ankh have fared against your Lich deck? I guess early, early, like, if I were able to get two turns out or lead with a turn one Ankh, it would be pretty disruptive. It would be disruptive, yeah, but, but don't forget. Once Glacial Chasm comes down. Yes. Then it doesn't matter. Yeah, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Chasm is really just kind of this crazy solution that it wasn't so yeah. obvious how many how many things it fixes, but it's just kind of like, Hey, black vice me doesn't matter. Yeah, hey, Ankh, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Hey, I don't play a card like you know 
abyss or moat doesn't matter. I can pay the two life for a few turns as long as I don't have a lich out. Because keep in mind, lich brings you to zero and you can't pay life. So you actually have to just sacrifice glacial chasm. If you have lich in play and you have to pass the turn. But yeah. until you get there, you can still pay that upkeep and just, you know, not take yeah. Sarah Angel damage for a few turns. It's really powerful. Yeah. And it's uncounterable. Uncounterable, right? Yeah. And then if yeah. somebody strips it, you can gain two life on the way out. Yeah. Um, boss, I would, I, 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 I'd like to know. We should, we, we, we need to pull the crowd and find out how many people's Tormod's crits were just for you. Because oh I God. know, as I put my three, those are <laughs> oh the only God. cards I do. As I, as I grab mine, I was like, these are for boss. Yeah. Like, put them in the deck. I, I, I should go through because I've got all the deck lists somewhere. I'm, I'm going to work on the gallery here in the next week or so. And, um, yeah, I mean, there, there are a zillion Tormod's crits in the, in yeah. the field. And, Probably very few of them saw use. You got to give Shane yeah, there, props, there, though. He, he Shane tilted built, like, me the enough. Tormaz, yeah. He built the Tormod's Crypt deck, though. It's not just that he brought them in the main for you. His whole concept was milling his opponent out yeah. with Millstone and using Erasure and Tormod's Crypt. Like, he actually built, like, a Tormod's yeah, Crypt Yeah, Shane's deck was awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Shane's deck was cool. But he, he tilted Amazing. me. He sufficiently tilted me in testing that I just went off my normal plan. <laughs> Um, but you know, it was, it was time to give the, the ghouls and the, and the bizarres a rest after, I mean, I played it like three, the last three 95 events. So it was due for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you, you, you got to keep the people guessing. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, like my 95 chops were, or my, my 95 bona fides were pretty bad because I literally just added these <laughs> four incinerates to my 94 <laughs> list. Um, which I'll use that as a segue to give a shout out to Robert Vincent, who won our door prize for the most 95 cards. I think he had like 42 or 45. Um, yeah, so I think it's 42. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and this, yeah. That, that was across his two deck lists. So wh whomever used the most, um, and, and this was quantity, not the number of individual cards, right? So like for, in my case, my four incinerates would count as four. Right. But, um, yeah. Uh, so we would count play sets in other words, but, uh, yeah. So Robert ended up using like 40, 45 cards, uh, and he got a little mini prize. So shout out to him. He had some cool cards though. He was playing with like pygmy Allosaurus and spectral bear and all kinds of weird shit. I, I mean, he didn't fare yeah. too well in the wind column, but he won in our hearts. <laughs> Yeah, it was amazing. He he had the unfortunate uh, reality of having to face me as his first game. Oh man, Jesus! <laughs> oh, that's rough. That's rough. I think it was like he had like a mountain or so at the time he lost. Maybe maybe some pygmy allosaurus or something. <laughs> <laughs> some tiny dinosaurs. No match for the lich lord. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I, I had a couple other notes that I wanted to cover from that 95 event. What the heck were they? And I lost them. Oh, well, <laughs> maybe they'll come back to me. I enjoy, I, I enjoy our uh, annual forays into this format though. It's a good tradition. Oh, yeah. I think. And it, 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 like, you know, it's like every year tickets come back to it and you can see innovation and differences every year. So it's fun to keep coming back to. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. Um, yeah. Well, it's also cool because, you know, Matt, or, uh, sorry, Mr. edit that Punce. out. <laughs> Dr. Punts. Um, <laughs> I, I would say like you and I wouldn't have gotten a chance to play in this unless it had been COVID and online. 
So, I mean, there's, there's oh, some yeah. icing on the cake there. So you and I wouldn't have gotten to play. And then additionally, yep. uh, well, who knows what this format would have looked like otherwise, because then um, Lich might not have gotten its time in the sun if uh, Butson hadn't, hadn't uh, wrecked everybody with it. So uh, it's kind of a cool thing. Wouldn't have happened yeah. otherwise. All right. So I found a couple of my other topics here. So, you know, and, and you alluded to this a little bit, Danny, but there, and anytime we do these events, because we do them so infrequently, we have very little data. So we, we kind of have these wide open discussions on, you know, what should be banned or should anything be, well, not banned, but restricted or watch listed or whatever. Um, yeah. You know, after Reanimator won a couple of events, that's how we got DC on there because it made Bizarre almost a certainty to open the game. Um, and you know, uh, after re- your performance with Lich, you know, there was a little bit of chatter about Zuranorb or somebody threw out the 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 rotten idea of Dark Ritual. Um, I don't think that yeah. that I don't yeah. think that latter idea doesn't deserve. I'm not too wild on it. I guess the idea being, well, anyway, you know, I'm, I'll turn it over to you guys. So, so is there anything that needs to be watch listed? This is a really, really hard question. Um, well, I mean, I said this in our little internal chat and it's, you know, nobody agrees with me and I mean, I don't know if I fully agree with it, but I think it's, it's something to think about. The craziest decks in this format would not be possible without necropotence. Hmm but you've picked Necropotence as a card to divine this format. And it's much like when Brainstorm got restricted in Vintage. People quit playing Vintage, not because you couldn't play it without Brainstorm, but because they like the Vintage that you play when everyone's playing, you know, multiple fetch lands of Brainstorm. That was just what people expected from Vintage and not having it was crappy. And so, and not what they would recognize um, as that format that they all knew. And so I feel that if you get rid of something like Necropotence, does it feel like this crazy combo heavy flavor of 95? And it seems like the answer is no, because I was the one advocating for Necropotence going and the whole room is saying, no, no, you can't get rid of Necropotence. And these are the people who lost to this obnoxious list check. So that should say something. Yeah. the, The idea there is like, look, if we're only playing this once a year, let everybody get their Necros out that want to use it, yeah. let them go wild or play a, a counter deck to it. Yeah. That's how I, that's how I feel. We, we play so seldom that, uh, you know, it'd be one thing if, if we were grinding this out three times a week, yeah, it, the format would probably get old and soft pretty fast, mm. but it, it's nice to have an offset to 93, 94, where there's really busted combo stuff you can do. Um, uh, you know, we don't really get into that much in 93, 94, despite Ian's best efforts with dreams. Uh, yeah. You know, that, that deck, you know, doesn't really, doesn't really necessarily pan out. And uh, it, it's cool. I, I think we should consider unbanning uh, consultation. In Hell the yeah. There um, we go. And, yeah, get, and get crazy. Yeah, because uh, they, that, that yeah. unrestricted DC turns on some other cool shit, like the, like the, the glass cannon deck, right? Where you can just try to, go grab your channel real quick and fireball somebody out. Yeah. It turns that on, you know, monolith combos, is Mono, cool. Yeah. Dreams combos. Cool. Yeah. It just unlocks more of that combo. I think all the combo decks get better. I think, but they're yeah. all going to look very similar. Like, you know, they're all going to play for ritual. They're all going to play for necro. They're all going to play for True. consultation. You know, it's, you're really just talking all the same decks and slightly different wing conditions. 
Yeah, maybe we should just pour in force of will. We'll just put little snow symbols on force will and bring it in. There we go. So all you have to do is add alliances. Alliances. I mean, alliances changes things, but it um, it doesn't change them that much outside of force of will. I think it adds some cool stuff, but I think force of will really fixes a big problem, which is like, man, with this London Mulligan, I was just you know you could talk yeah. to my opponents. That I just saw, yeah, I saw this way too often, and it was so easy because I could always just get you know, at least a free, you know, draw five every game. Like you can't do that in 93, 94. This is the reason why the deck is not viable in this format. It's because how can James Daytone keep up with that? No. Yeah. 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 I'd be interested in doing it uh, up to alliances sometimes. Um, that, that'd be another fun one to, to peek into. Yeah. I think it might fix a bunch of big problems. I think force of will fixes like, you know, we're here talking about getting rid of, maybe like Zuran orb as a way to stop all these, all these weird combos. And it's like, I wonder if, I wonder if force of will fixes all the big problems. Yeah. Yeah. Because they can just force, force your lich. Force lich force. Or, or no, no, you mean uh necro. Force force necro. Necro. Or yeah, force force necro. Oh yeah. 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 They force necro. They force turn one land tax, you know, yeah. Force Sylvan. Like, like, yeah, I, I think it, it fixes a bunch of things. So, I don't know. It'd be cool to see that because I, I kind of like the idea of unrestricting more, making more available as opposed to just slimming down the format. So it just is like 93, 94 with some other flavor. Yeah. And like, there's no, yeah, there's no real, I mean, the last couple of years we we've done these, like it's been different decks that have won the last three years. So I, I just don't see it as, as, um, there's this great overarching need to take the heavy handed approach of restricting cards. It's, it's a fun discussion. I, that part's enjoyable, but in terms of like real action, like I just don't think anything needs to be done. Yeah. I, I think you're probably right. I also think it might be kind of interesting to start running a lot more 95 events. I mean, this pandemic is kind of an interesting time where you can run way more little events. Hmm. Because, yep. you know, you can kind of fit it in between other things, especially if you're not doing, like, single-day events. It might just be a good time to actually start digging into other formats and trying to understand them like this. And this seems like a good one because we have failed to do that in the number of years we've been playing this. Like, what was the year of the first Madison offensive? Like, was 2017 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, 2017, maybe, yeah. So, like, you know, maybe that was, like, the first legitimate Lords 95 event. And here we are three years later, um, and we haven't done that. Um, we're actually more than three years because the, the Madison offensive I thought was like early, yeah, early in the year. So like, Just, yeah, so January, we're yeah. On, yeah, we're going on four years basically, and we have yet to really experiment with ninety five. And then we do this one thing once a year, and like, oh shit, Lich is broken, or oh shit, Reanimator's broken. Yeah, maybe it'd be good to actually just try this out. Yeah. Uh, I guess so. In the case of going to alliances, would you want to just why not just play ninety six then ninety six magic? And I mean, you get mirage too. Or are you thinking that's like one step too far? Uh, mirage yeah. is pretty broken. Yeah, yeah you get on. all those tutors. Go ahead, Mister Punts. No, yeah, I'm agnostic on it because I don't even Doctor. I don't even know what's in mirage without like without without digging in. You know, but I. Either way, I think whether it's ninety six or alliance, it would be uh, would be fun to check out. 
Yeah, well, you got like you got Phyrexian Dreadnought, right? You've got Absolutely. Um, Vampiric yeah. Tutor, you got Enlightened Tutor, you got Mystical Tutor. Those are all insane. Yeah. You've got um, yeah. Fetch Lands. Uh, Ryan's right? Eye Diamond. Shitty Fetch uh, Lands, no, fetch like lands Bad River. Awesome. Shitty Fetch Lands. Mm. Yes. Yeah. yeah, shitty Fetch Lands. But, but yeah, I don't know. It's I, I think I think Mirage gets too interesting. I think Alliance is is it's got some good cards in it, but like again, it comes down to like Force of Will being the the marquee yeah. card, and I think all that does yeah. is rain in terrible things, like somebody losing on the first turn because their opponent had Necropotence. You know, I w- in, uh, I'm just kind of thinking here in real time, but I wonder if if uh, instead of doing the 90 uh, 95 singleton, like what if we had done hypothetically, what if we done like 95 constructed in batch one, and then in batch two we added alliances? That would yeah, be that would extremely be cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's, that'd be really cool. You're just kicking it up, uh, you know, one extra notch that way. That might be very cool. I, I think. I think we really should explore 95 though. And I don't think we properly explored it. We've, we've run a few events and we, we have an idea of what's good, but like, you know, I, I had a very good event, you know, if you, I, I, I don't think I ever mulled to three. I think I mulled to four or five a few times, but I ended up sitting on hands with like either ancestral time twister or, or necro when I went that low. So like, I never, I never had a terrible run. It was just a really lucky event for me. And I think, if you ran enough of these events, you'd figure out that Lich wasn't that good because you don't always get Necro. Well, uh, one other thing I wanted to point out here, um, uh, and this actually wasn't from the uh, from the tournament, but from our quote-unquote closing ceremony or whatever, uh, we did a little happy hour, um, got everybody together to share stories of their bad beats and uh, indulge in uh, indulge Danny and his uh, his uh, deck teching uh, even yeah. further. Uh, but we, so, and, and I'll do credit to this is to Shade because uh, he he helped set this up. But uh, he sent a package to uh, Tim Barron. Uh, we had been anticipating kind of bringing him into the Lord's fold, and uh, so so Shane had sent him this package and said, do not open until, I don't know what it said specifically, but basically don't open until you're instructed to do so, right? So then we had about uh, 12 or 15 of us on this group chat on Friday evening, uh, just kind of breaking down the event. And then um, and then uh, Shane, you know, got uh, Tim to open up the package. And then lo and behold, his Lord's Patch was in there and it was a surprise to him. And it was a very wholesome moment. And so, uh, yeah, we're very happy to bring to bring Tim aboard. I, he started started playing with us about two years ago um, at Grant's December event that that we did at. Um, well, shoot, what was that place on the south side? Um, Lagunitas. Lagunitas, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he's been he's been pretty much a, a regular stalwart with us in those past two years. And and our original plan was to give it to him at at uh, Old School Players Ball this year, but obviously that was a that was a, that fell through. So we set up this kind of, uh, um, you know, this alternate arrangement. In fact, you know, Danny, we were talking about a uh, zoom bingo, you know, th- this would be the, your wild card, right? Your, your random thing that you would normally do in person, but now it's, it's been done over zoom. It's true. So, uh, big ups to Tim and, uh, welcome. Yeah, man, that's, that's awesome. And, and you're right. Stalwart is like the right word. I don't think, I don't think Tim has missed an event, uh, no. since we've moved into the COVID world here. He's always jamming. 
Yeah, and he's, he's he's That's played awesome. a lot of he's played a lot of different formats. Like he'll play, you know, middle school with us, et cetera. Uh, vintage, uh, and he vintage won, and yeah, he, yeah. He won the vintage at Lord's House, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what his pile was. Probably yeah. red, white, blue, good stuff because that's usually what he's on. But yeah, I think um, so. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I really enjoy the um, uh, we do the like opening or closing ceremonies, get-togethers, um, or I particularly like the um, Labor Day event where we can get together between the rounds and like a short little event. It's nice yeah. to have some way to connect, connect other than just like logging in and jamming one on one. Well, that's a pretty good segue. Do you want to uh, kind of hype up some upcoming events that we're going to be looking at doing uh, throughout the end of 2020? Yeah, yeah. So I'll hit the first one, and then and then uh, you can hit the second one there. So we're sure. going to do uh, uh, what we're terming uh, Lords and Leftovers on, uh, on the day after Thanksgiving this year. It's a small a club-only event uh, modeled after the Labor Day event. So it'll be classic, just uh, 93, 94 um, five ish rounds, uh, where we'll all hang out in a, in a shared, uh, discord chat and then, you know, go, go into our separate uh, rooms to play and then heckle each other from, uh, and, and really uh, I was thinking about Thanksgiving and obviously with the world still a mess, there'll be a lot less traveling and seeing friends and family and all the stuff we associate with normal life. And I thought about that Friday and I imagine a lot of us will be kind of around going, now what the hell do we do? Yeah. And so I figured it was a good time to kind of, you know, get the family together here and, and uh, jam some cards and tell stories and, and eat some more turkey. So uh, that's, that's my, my kind of the, the Black Friday plans, yeah. uh, if you will. I was just thinking, so if it's going to be Black Friday, I should play mono black then, right? Get my jizms out. And- ooh, ooh, that's a good idea. I like yeah. it. Yeah. How many atogs are you gonna play in your mono black deck? Probably four. <laughs> 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 Together with four boats, four chains, four onks, four vices, four strips, four factories. Uh, Not sure you're gonna have enough room for the Jusen. <laughs> Maybe you can put them no. on the board. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just have an eleven card sideboard featuring Jizim Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so that's going to be our November plan, and then for December, yeah. uh, we have uh, we're, we're still kind of ironing out all the details, but the the rough plan is going to be what I'm calling Christmas beef, and this is going to be kind of a rehash on the old beef bash, which was an event that sought to maximize uh, just the beef in the deck, right? So big creatures, yeah. lots of creatures, etc. So what we're going to settle on is your deck has to have a, a base power of 40, your set base power of 40 and your 75. So think of four Shivan and four Jism, right? That's 40 power. If you are yeah. only using eight creatures, that's a way to get there. Uh, I got a technical question. What's this? Does Jade statue have a power and toughness? I know it's printed. Nah, I don't, I don't, that's a good, that's a good technical question for the, for the, for the, for the, for the pullet bureau. I don't know. I guess if you ran the three, four of those, that gets you to 12 power. I mean, I'm saying I, I get that Mishra's factory doesn't have power and toughness because it's not a creature Yeah, and it, it's not printed on there, but right. um, I mean, Jade statue, while it's not a creature, it definitely has power and toughness. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's going to be one for the, one for the judges panel. Danny's going to have jade statues and wall swords and all kinds of terrible ways to add power to his deck. 
Yeah. The last time around, I did a clone deck because Dom didn't think about this ahead of time, didn't make like a, a base <laughs> power requirement. So it's Correct. Just, I think there was like a creature requirement. So it was all clones and Vesuvian doppelgangers. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. And I, I, wasn't there somebody from the beef batch that just went straight creatureless? Yeah. I think, that, I think Bob did. Yeah, so th- there there was one one rotten apple spoiled the barrel. So this time I'm like, no, yeah. you have to have a base power of forty. Like the yeah. idea, you have to. Yeah, this isn't like you don't get to play. This, power. Is, why, this is why we can't have nice things. This right. is why you there's can, rules, Danny. Yeah, this you why can't. Rules. You can't just play power monolith with like one rock hydra or whatever and try to make an infinite power <laughs> rock hydra. Or you know, like we want to see some big dudes flying around here. So yeah, we'll we'll figure out what we're going to run for the number of uh, rounds and all that stuff later. But uh, yeah, stay tuned for the the festival of beef. And is, is that going to be uh, uh, another single day, or is that going to be a batch event like the uh, uh, fall brawl style? Well, I, I think the voting is still, uh, I, there are still some ballots in the mail on the vote as it were. Okay. You're still but, rigging, you're still rigging the vote right now. Yeah. I've got the guy from Diebold on, uh, on my uh, <laughs> yeah. contacts list and he's going to, he's going to cook the books for me on the yeah, ballot like, machine. Uh, but no, I think we're leaning right now. We're leaning toward doing two batches like a Q cup and we'll just run it yeah, like nice. we did fall brawl. Just run it throughout the month of, uh, uh, December, which fits in well if we're going to do a, a one-day meetup after Thanksgiving anyways. Yeah, agreed. I don't know. Is there any other any other business to go over? I mean, I, we've, we've pretty much thoroughly sorted through the remains of Fall Brawl and Lich and covered club news and future events. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, I think we did it. I think that's all we got here. Yeah, we made it. Cool. All right. Well, all gonna, without the meatball. We somehow survived it without the meatball. Well, Danny, Danny filled up a lot of the dead air force. Oh this my time. God. <laughs> so much. You know, I, I will share one story. I don't think this was told to me in confidence, so I'll go ahead and repeat it. But, uh, yeah. Car- send, yeah. Send it out over the airwaves. Car- Carter. Oh told, yeah. When I called Carter. Yeah. Then, Carter told me he had to endure, he had to endure not one, but two telephone calls from you doing your own post-mortem on your guys's finals match. Uh, <laughs> I said, man, you're a, you're a more man. patient man than I, having having endured not only the match and the ignominious defeat of having lost without taking a turn or whatever, but uh, in the game <laughs> one, in game one. But uh, yeah, then to have to take two one-hour rub-ins from Danny is pretty brutal. Okay, the, the, there was only one one-hour rub-in. The first one, the first time I talked to him was when I found he was in the finals because I was just like, well, this is going to be miserable okay. if we have to do the finals together. So I called him like, it happened. <laughs> um and then uh yeah that that finals game was that that finals match uh game two was pretty cool and um it was an incredible game of magic yeah yeah and danny your mold of six was and i'm going to try to recite it from memory here your mold of six was black lotus gloom swamp ritual necro and then what was the sixth card uh i think it was some sort of land Okay, and then another land, and 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 Carter had kept uh, uh, Sarah Angel Lotus, and then you, I think, and uh, yeah, and then he played like a land or something, and then um, on turn one, and then yeah, you just laid down that monster hand on on uh, the turn one. <laughs> That's insane. That yeah, that cool. hand was incredibly good, incredibly good. 
<sighs> poor meatball. <laughs> well, hey man, he dropped poor like me- a poor meatball. Yeah. He he dropped that um what was it? Blood Moon like two turns later and I didn't do anything for most of that game. Yeah. Yeah, nor did he. <laughs> nor did anybody. He sat there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in, in the in the peanut gallery chat, we we had a, a lot of the, the peanut gallery chat that was running on Discord was a lot of me saying, "What does that card do?" Because I couldn't figure out what all the glacial chasm did, and then there was just like other discussion of random stuff going on. <laughs> I enjoy the viewing parties too. That's another thing I enjoy. Yeah, uh, is like yelling at, at yelling at the players when they can't hear you to do stuff. I uh, I enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, it, and it's fun trying to guess at what pe- what's in people's hands, or like when Carter disenchanted yeah. that uh, when he disenchanted the Necro instead of the Mirror Universe, and we were all like, "Oh man, that was uh, yeah, yeah." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he gave me this whole treatise that he kind of developed as a way of backwards rationalizing that as being the right decision. But I still think he should have taken however, it. However, however, he's got to sleep sleep at night. Yeah, he can not, tell I mean, himself whatever stories he needs. Yeah, I want him to get a good night's rest. But I still think that that yeah. mirror universe was the right target there. Don't worry. I walked him through an hour of that uh, decision making. <laughs> oh, so there was, was there a third rub in? This is the- <laughs> All right, I think we've I think we've roasted Meatball enough in his absence. Yeah, uh, he'll yeah. appreciate that. And um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and hit. The I just edited it out. Yeah, we'll edit that out. I'll um I'll I'll get this off to uh, Lord Edders for for cleanup and posting. And thanks, guys, for your time tonight. All right, yeah. later. All right, peace out, boys. Sure. Be good. Stay safe. Stay well. You too. Thanks. Bye. See ya. Bye bye.
Time.